0: Welcome to the STL
1: Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network.
2: Uh, this is uh, one of the weirdest games I've been part uh, uh, I've been part of, and uh, I felt really proud of our guys the way we play. And the things when you play against a team uh, like that, who just hits it from everywhere, along, and it's a fight and Whatever the ball bounces, is sometimes you can't control those bounces. But uh, we were we were never gonna play like that. We're gonna play the way the game is played, and and uh, knock the ball around. And and I, I think we did a pretty good job of that.
1: All right, that's Preki. Uh, maybe throwing a little shade on uh, the Fury uh, playing their style of soccer, and maybe being a little a little snobby about our style of soccer. Uh, but I think. We got a little bit to be snobby about. It's gone well. Welcome to the show. Um, I got Spencer Hippler with me right next to me, and uh, we are broadcasting in Dogtown. Uh, He comes all the way to my place. I don't think I've asked where you live, Spencer. Where do you live, man? Kirkwood. live out in Kirkwood now. I did ask that now that I think about it. Uh, Nice part of town. Not far from here. I'm glad you don't have a long drive or anything. Uh, Thanks for joining me again, man. No problem.
0: It's been a couple good games the past lately
1: so no kidding uh good finishes and we're going to talk about that in fact let's just jump right into the game sound good let's do it let's talk about the games first and then at the end we're going to talk about injuries and all the players and and all that's going around um uh we'll just see where the night takes us there's i think it'll be pretty easy for us to fill up a a good half hour or so here just talking about goals and injuries because there have been a lot of both right there has cool well let's start with the early goals um this year, you know, this is something we would have liked to see last year was early goals so we can kind of defend the rest of the game. Um, but we got it, you know, two of our home games. We got a goal in the third minute and the fourth minute from Valeski both times. Uh, one was assisted by Petasevich and the other one was... Um, I forgot who sent that ball forward. I want to say who was on the left, not Dalgo.: Was that about
0: West, West Sharpie? Or is that Bierman? Bierman, it was Bierman, Bierman. I think. But the weird part was on the second goal against, uh, or the first goal in our third game, I always keep forgetting about Louisville.
1: Yeah, um, we the, all try to.
0: <laughs> the defender tried to block him and let the ball roll past, and Christian just bodied him around and ran uh, around in front and literally, I think, stole the goal because um, he should have never been able to get to that. But the defender just kind of gave up on it, and Christian ran around.
1: Yeah, and actually, I want to say that I thought in the first half, we just really did own that game in the first half for the most part. Red Bulls weren't too dangerous in that part of the game. And I also thought their center backs were kind of floundering most of that first half. I they didn't looked think a lot were of panicked.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Reactive, and we were able to kind of take advantage of it. Uh, maybe maybe the hometown crowd. Really. It could have
0: been. It was a sellout at 5,600, standing room only the first match. And on the second match, I want to say it was 4,800. That's what I read. So, I mean, for a home opener and a back-to-back game, I mean, it was phenomenal that we got that many to come out. And I was really scared with how the vote went, how many people would go, no MLS, no. No uh, USL. No no USL, What? but, but 4,800 people definitely is a strong showing for back-to-back weekends.
1: Yeah, I agree actually. I I'm hoping that goes back up or at least levels off at 4800. If it keeps going down, then I'm going to be a little worried, but uh like like you said, I was happy to see that. But um yeah, it was a, it was a good night with the crowd and um a good night for goals. Also with maybe the floundering of the center backs, um New York played 3 games in one week, is what I heard.
0: We're about ready to do that. We played Saturday, now we play Wednesday um against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and then we go to Cincinnati. Or We're at Pittsburgh and we're at Cincinnati, so we're going to be hitting that stretch here this week.
1: Exactly, and so we're going to start paying those tolls that uh, it can take on your body, uh, which of course we are going to talk a lot about later with all the injuries we already have. (laughs) I
0: was going to say, and this is not the time to (sighs) have some injuries.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so we're gonna be feeling this a little bit. Maybe we'll have to take a look at what we look like in Cincinnati after we've played a third, you know, in our third game. But um, all that said, um, it was a good day to play Red Bulls, and and things did go well. Like I said, Veleski got early goals in both the Fury game and the Red Bull game. Uh, Veleski looking very good. I didn't quite expect him to be this good. Did you, Spencer? Um,
0: I, like I told you before the podcast, I forget where in the USL fan page. Um, somebody was talking about Christian Valesky, and they said for every goal he makes, he takes 10 shots that make you go, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But then, and again, any true shooter and goal scorer is going to take chances. Some pay off, some didn't. I thought he's looked phenomenal. Then again, he came in with stats, two years in the league, 20 goals. I mean, yeah, which- his stats back up what he's produced so far.
1: Yeah, well, and he might even be overproducing at this point. That's one Correct. thing you know I've been worried about is maybe we're in for a, a cold phase. And I know injuries do happen from time to time with this guy. Um, so you know that could come into play. But um, I do know, I did talk to Brendan Doherty, who uh, has always followed um, or covered Rochester Rhinos. And uh, Voleski played for the Rhinos before he came here. Um, and he had a little stick in training camp um, and even preseason with SK, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, before they released him, and and we were able to snag him up at that point. Um, But something Brendan said that he saw in Valeski, not in the first game, but in um, the game since, is that he's noticing that Volesky is um, passing well, doing a good job, maybe prolific passer, not quite prolific, but doing a good job, not just being the target for being a true number nine, but also being the one who can supply the assist from time to time and be dangerous on the pass. And so um, that's something, like, we are still wondering, and I'm excited to kind of talk to him after a game. Um, I haven't talked to him since I heard that from Brendan after a game. But to maybe ask him, is that, like, a new development? Is that something he developed either... Um, after he left Rochester with Sporting Kansas City or even with this team. I was
0: going to say, I think that's a precky thing. Precky is very much get the ball, get rid of it, get the ball, get rid of it. And I think he was forced to learn that very quickly unless he picked that up in the SKC or Sporting Kansas, yeah, SKC um, training camp that he went to.
1: Well, and maybe the skills were always kind of there, and now this style allows him to shine. I know he said in the preseason that this is the style of soccer he likes to play. He oh, likes exactly. to get after it in the press, on, on, de- on defense, and then he also likes that ball on the ground. And so, you know, he's, he, he's uh, benefiting from that in goals, but also in assists um, and in passes, you know, before the assists.
0: So. He should have, stat sheet only reads two goals. He should have had three. In that New York game, yeah. long ball over the top. He ran underneath it, <laughs> tried to slow down a tiny bit to settle and just got trucked by a 6-7 defender for New York Red Bulls. And again, Angulo took that shot and or the penalty and scored. But I think Velaski would have put that in the net if he would not have gotten pushed down from behind.
1: Yeah, and so to defend him, you know, he's been looking good in the past. He's not just a, you know, a guy who can hit the ball into the goal when it's set up for him perfectly. He's a guy who can pass it, and then he's also not shown us that he's skying these balls over. The, he's no, been making def- good shots on and goal. And the
0: second or the first goal, the first goal against New York, he hustled for that ball. It wasn't perfectly at oh, his yeah. feet and put it in the back of the net and wheeled off into the corner, looking great. I mean, he fought that defender, got a little touch, ran around, and just surprise the goalkeeper and put it on uh, net. So, I mean, he's hustling. He's working for him. He's not a prissy forward where he's just, I need it perfectly at my feet in stride or else I'm just going to give up like we've had with in the past Jeremy Lynch first year. Um, he wouldn't run after anything unless it was perfect. Christian, I like to see his hustle out of him, and he, I think he's definitely impressed me very much.
1: Yeah, and he's up for it. He's faster than I expected, too. I thought he'd be more of a target forward, um, and he's, man, he's not really. He's very fast. He can get ahead of guys, and he's also kind of sneaky with, with when he uses it because I don't know how many times, and maybe people will get used to this and, and it will stop working, but the guy kind of runs forward onto a ball Hits one hard touch and runs fast, and then he gets clear of his defender quite often. Oh, definitely. We keep seeing that.
0: And he's had a few touches around in um, his first goal in game number two and his uh, assist that he had to max Alvarez in that game. Both times, he, like you said, hits that ball one good time and runs around the defender, and he's free and clear Mm -hmm. for the most part. So his speed definitely catches up. Like you said, somebody might figure that out and know that he's just kind of hit it once, and then they'll try to cut it off, but...
1: Well, and some other things that they can do is if he does get clear of them and they just can't stop him, you know, if they just can't stop him, even if they see it coming, that's where we see things like the red card at the end of the Fury oh, game definitely. where they just had no choice but he to pull He had the guy down. Beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was going to be a goal or a really good save. It oh, was yeah. one or the other. Um, and then he also was able to pull... Um, he forced the penalty kick that Angulo took. Exactly. So um, that's the kind of thing, you know, it'd be nice if Strikers got a little credit for that because um, he didn't get the goal and he doesn't get credit for any kind of red card. But
0: and Angulo's um, a pure striker, and I totally agree with the decision to have him take that shot. Um, and mean, again, he, he, he buried it and everything worked out great. But again, I'm one of those people that likes to see, hey, you work that hard for it, yes. you get the goal. But then again, it's a team sport, so... Long as there's a win in the uh, win column, I mean, I guess Christian's not that mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope not, and he's also. I would say one thing about him in the post game, and even I saw him at the uh, jersey unveiling and talked to him. He's just like a, a professional, it's, and he even goes about his business almost as just a straight professional, where he's like, "Yeah, it's my job to score the goals, and that's what I did. I'm glad I was able to do my job." You know, he's not. He doesn't. You know, get caught up in the glory. Really, he's pretty straight, straightforward.
0: Oh, definitely, and. Um I think Preki assembled this team that way to just be a bunch of professionals and I think Christian fits into his style of play very well.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And and also something to be said about, you know, we're not wasting our chances. Um I saw a stat today, um I forget we're We're pretty low in the rankings for something that we want to be low in. And then the other stat that I saw was we're fourth in conversion rate. So the chances we're taking, we're converting them better than uh, most of the league. We're we're fourth in the league with that. So that's a really amazing stat that if we can keep that going, uh, it's going to get ugly for opposing teams here. Um, So yeah, Valeski doing really well. I think we can all say we're all very excited about what we've seen from him. Um, let's talk about our other forwards. I think we we better just touch on all of them because really I've been making a count that if you count Dalgard, who's playing kind of under the striker as a forward, I think that counts. Uh, we've got Dalgard, we've got Voleski, we have Max Alvarez has been in there, we've got Jose Angulo, we have Petasevich. Um, that's five forwards we've used in Seth,
0: four games. Would you consider Seth? Seth played no. very... Okay, Seth was more back, I guess.
1: He, well, he was on the wing. But he was pushing, trying to get behind the whole time. That's it was true. almost like a third but, forward. Being but he has there.
0: super quick speed. That I think yeah. in the 60th minute, he catches a lot of people off guard, which causes him to be so far up. You kind of think of him as a forward.
1: Well, I mean, I was watching those last games. I wasn't at that last game. I was out of town, and um, I was watching it. And in several times when we were on offense, it was all three: Max, Alvarez, and Gulo, and Seth were all. On those, oh yeah, that back line just ready to get in behind with the next pass. So, you know, I, I think that's fair to say maybe six would be Seth as as the uh, sixth forward probably <laughs> in four games. That's a lot of different guys all serving their purpose, all looking very good doing it with the exception of Louisville, where we just weren't clicking right. So, man, we've got freaking depth in this team. The
0: problem is, we, like, kind of, like we're going to get to, we also have a lot of injuries yeah. with that group. The one player that has impressed me that I don't think anybody even knew about is Milan Petrosovic, um, like you talked about. Um, I mean, he when they announced him, I Googled him and looked him up, and yeah. he played in the Austrian League, and... Fourth the,
1: tier of yeah. Austrian soccer, and again I couldn't Seven read goals. any of the
0: pages, but right yeah. like he his stats weren't mind blowing or anything, but seeing this guy play, holy yeah. cow, does he have a motor? That guy just runs and runs and runs. Um, he did not play last game; he was out with um what appeared to be a groin injury, um, which also it sounds like was what held him out of the other game, um so our our first game in Louisville. So, but when this guy's on the field, he's tall, he's quick. And he just keeps running.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and he's and he's got some sniper qualities because we got to I got to see that OC um, that orange orange. Oh my gosh, Orlando City! uh, When I got to see him play Orlando City, I mean, he scored from well outside the box. Oh, I saw the video, and that that was a long shot. It was hot. It was really good. Um and. But, I mean, he's just a workhorse. The guy never stops going for the ball, whether on defense or on offense. Um, he's going to convert some goals for us one way or oh, another. Yeah. And I think he's, you know, I said it in the article I made before the first game. I think he's really happy to serve in whatever way he can. Oh, he, coming from the fourth tier Austria
0: League, he's just happy to be here. <laughs> um, I've talked to him a few times. I would use a translator. His English is getting there. Um, but I've had many conversations with him, and he's just always excited whenever we'd go out to training in the beginning, he'd always shake your hand always, say hello, like just always happy to be here. I've never seen that guy frown.
1: yeah, um so yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of humble guys. really, it seems like no one has an ego on this team so far that we've seen, it's 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 kind of cool, and, it, and part of that is, like you said, Preki needs these guys who have no ego they're willing to work hard you know, and for themselves and for each other.
0: I think that's why he brought in one of our other uh, forwards, Max Alvarez. He's played under Preki for a while, and he is the prototypical Preki-style player, mm-hmm. I'd say. And it worked out for us. And
1: yeah, well, and even like it almost seems like it was a little weird to me because in Louisville he tried he tried it, and um, when some people went off with injuries, we had uh, Valesky and Angulo at the same time, and so I kind of think of those guys being real similar forwards or they're going to be the ones that typically get that final that final strike for the goal um they're going to put it on frame most of the time um and get themselves in good positions to score goals and then I was seeing you know people like Milan Petasevich and I think Max Alvarez fits into his mold as well he's really good 1v1 Max Alvarez it seems to be um more so than Milan but um you know Petasevich and Alvarez they both just have a heart to work really hard and uh they they seem to get the job done um putting other people in on goal even though they are one of the two strikers up top oh definitely so yeah max alvarez looked really good in all the games he's played Uh, he's really really quick another guy i could see getting pulled down and, and fouled a lot in the in the final minutes of the game um coming on when everybody's getting tired so um definitely look for max to keep coming on in the end i think um Hopefully Petasevich comes back cuz I really wa- like watching him play.
0: Again, it sucks that we have 3 games in a week with all these injuries, but then again, this is I hate to say it, but this is the best time for injuries to happen if they're gonna happen. If we get bit by the injury bug now, I'd rather it happen now than the, during the playoff push or 2 weeks before the playoffs. Like I rather the playoff bug bite or the not playoff bug, the injury bug bite us now than later on in the season.
1: Yeah, and just I want to hold off just 30 seconds longer because we do have to mention uh, Seth Rudolph came on. And honestly, when he came on, I was a little confused because, man, we just needed another goal. And and he hasn't had a super solid pre uh, preseason, to be honest with you. He's been pushed around a lot. He has gotten in on goal a few times and not finished it. So I was a little scared that this wasn't the right choice to bring him on. And lo and behold, he's the, the hero of the game. He had two goals. La- um, I
0: think it was two goals last year maybe three and some of his shots looked bad he had some bad giveaways against arizona yeah um i think i hate to say it but i think he caused that goal that caused us to lose that game by just a bad turnover yep so when i saw him come on i went "Ooh, <laughs> right i wasn't sure how it was going to play out because kind of like you said we needed a goal why were we bringing him on <laughs> but again he lived up to the task um
1: he also made some good defensive stops, too. Oh, he did. You know, he was exposed out in the corner at one point, and he he uh, bettered, you know, the fullback probably at that point. So um, looking good, Seth, in your first appearance, and I hope he keeps it up um but yeah let's now that we've talked about seth and that that heroic performance there finishing that goal and winning you that gotta game, give
0: angulo credit because that was an yes. amazing flick off the head to get seth set up beautifully on that i'm not
1: sure anyone saw that coming no. I mean, it is good quick thinking there for angulo to to head it forward to seth so perfectly and that finish could not have been easy um a lot of credit to seth he got the player of the game and and I think maybe he deserved it for that, um, for the heroics and the perfect finish. But, uh, you know, he just more try to come. bury it. Yeah, I hope there's more to come, too. Good call. But let's talk about those injuries, right? So let's just name off everyone we can think of right now, okay? Um, we've got Dalgard.
0: Let's start at the front and work our way back. So up at the front, we got Dalgard. Go. We have Milan. We have Sheldon. Um... Ivan Mirkovic. Yeah, well, he's, he's going to be on the injured list for 10 to 12 weeks according to the press yeah. release that they sent out. Um, Broken
1: leg. He was walking around the rest I of that I saw game. that
0: man walk around after the match, <laughs> lead the game winning chant, walk back. I talked to him the next day. He posted a picture with a cast on. I said, hey, how's it feeling? What's going on? And he's, Literally messaged me and went, oh, probably two to three weeks. I, I think I bruised so it pretty bad. Funny. He sends me a message less than 24 hours later, 10 to 12 weeks, I broke it. So oh, I don't know gosh. if that just proves how tough he is or if it's just that so. slight um, of a fracture. But again, 10 to 12 weeks, again, that gets him back, what, um, late June?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah,
0: late June. So he's going to be on our disabled list for a little while here. yeah. Um, going back farther, then you got Conrad Plua. Again, he looked healthy. I mean, he was on the bench, but apparently from what Precky said, he only practiced uh, or trained two days and wasn't enough to get him out there. But Yeah, actually, the- hold
1: on. We're going to just play this clip because it's actually a really good one. Listen to uh, Spencer did the the post-game interview and he fit in a question about Plua being on the bench, and this is what Precky had to say. Could Conrad have played this evening against his former team?
2: Um, no, he, he was out for some time and barely trained uh, Barely trained uh, on Thursday and Friday. That wasn't enough time um, for him to, to be on the field, but we had to put him on the bench because we didn't have anybody else. I mean, we don't have uh, enough bodies uh, at the moment
1: yeah there was just no one else (laughs) who else was I supposed to put out there Spencer I mean (laughs) and I felt weird asking it but when
0: I saw him on the bench I was like oh he's ready to go and then before you knew it precky's telling me that he wasn't ready to go we we just don't have any more bodies so
1: (laughs) so funny I was actually hoping to see Aiden Stanley on there because he's played center back for the uh, under seven under 18 team and he looked good all preseason
0: he hustled um another person who's injured um is Eric I forget what, say it, uh, um, forget what he did, but he had surgery, and it sounded like four to five
1: weeks. It's a knee of some sort. I
0: believe. Um, hopefully, from, if my math is correct, he should be coming back.
1: Mid-May. Mid, is
0: that what it was, Midway? Yeah. Okay. Mid-May. He should probably just be starting training then, but I guarantee you he's not 100%. He might be able to start running on it, but he's probably not cutting on it and stuff like that right now. So mid-May, we hope to see him back. But again, if he was healthy, I guarantee guarantee he would have been on that roster instead of Conrad Pluo, who we just needed a warm, able body at that point.
1: Yeah, and so, you know... Cabo Seta looked really crazy good in preseason. I I wanted to say he was probably the most solid center back we had and consistently good center back we had all through preseason. Even against MLS squads, I don't think he ever got embarrassed, whereas a lot of the other guys did from time to time. It was just bound to happen um, for different reasons. Um, We could go into that, but I think you can think of them on your own. It's preseason. Um, But I expected him to be a starter. So even Plua... I thought could have even unhinged A.J. Cochran, which is weird to think. But, I mean, he's just been so solid. And A.J. had a rough preseason, but has looked very, very good so far. Oh, he's looked
0: phenomenal. He's um, very strong on the ball. Um,
1: yeah, AJ's crazy good in the air, but Plu is good with his feet. And so oh, I you definitely agree with that. A little bit of, of uh, each thing there. Um, so we, we could be looking at our top two center backs could be out right now, possibly. Top possibly. one, top one and a half, perhaps. Um, so we're already working with uh, AJ and um, Jordan, uh, I'm sorry, Austin Ledbetter. Um, I
0: thought Austin's looked great. He stepped yeah. up into that role and filled it nicely for... What also good right with now? his feet. Oh, I like cool.
1: watching him, you know, people I don't think expect him to have the ball skills that he has in the back there. Oh definitely. Forwards not. going after him like they're gonna get the ball, and he just sidesteps them. I like watching that. Um, but yeah, let's move over to the outside. Um, Matt Sheldon, who you just told me has a YouTube channel, and I've heard that, but it's you called, just show me it's some. It's called clips. Becoming
0: Elite. Um, a lot of it's instructional videos, but he also does a series called um, Day in the Life of a Pro or Life of a Pro. Uh, what's it called it's called how to prepare for life of a pro and he's probably got 15 20 episodes on that and it's literally just his day-to-day the one i watched the other day is what is his pre-game ritual they're normally 15 to 20 minutes long but the video quality and the editing is phenomenal (laughs) for what he has (laughs) what you
1: have shown me is really good he's got a drone that he uses a lot of good stuff there um but you kind of get to see the
0: inside life of what goes on everyone thinks oh you're just a part-time usl player blah blah blah. you're not professional I mean, to watch some of his workouts that he does and to see what he does, what he eats, and everything, I mean, he is a pro athlete. Yeah. And you get to see a cool inside glimpse of his life, Andy likes to surprise a bunch of the other <laughs> teammates and stuff when they come over to his apartment. So it's a great series. Um, go follow him. Like I said, it's Becoming Elite at YouTube.
1: I'm really excited to watch that. Um, just everything I've seen has been really good. So Matt Sheldon is also injured right now. I guess he said on his YouTube um, uh, Channel that he's angle, got it a sounds twisted like. angle. yeah. So that's a big hurt, but honestly, Charpy Um, I thought he's who, played great, yeah. I didn't give him enough credit in preseason. I talked about everyone else except him because honestly, I only saw him play right back in preseason. I didn't know he could play left back, which most of them can play both, but I just wasn't sure we were going to use him over there. He got no time over there, and I didn't think he was going to unseat uh, Matt Sheldon because Matt's oh, yeah, crazy good. Um, but here he is playing right and left back uh so far in the first four games and looking good doing both oh, yeah. jobs defensively, even making plays going forward. So um good job with Wes uh Sharpie doing a good job there.
0: One thing I did notice, I mean it's kinda easy to notice, so I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but our backup goalkeeper Adam Grinwis, the redheaded keeper, was nowhere to be found on uh Saturday. Okay, so, and I saw the new signing. Correct, our new our new goalkeeper is Jack, Fila, Phila? I don't know how to. It's F I L L A. Um, I guess he's a local guy from what it sounded like. Bumsel, um, yeah. I the press release, but again, I was just suproc- uh surprised. Normally, we see our redheaded goalkeeper Grinwis out there, yeah. and I haven't seen any press release. I haven't seen anything. All I know is. He was not our backup goalkeeper. So we're,
1: we're going to have that answer for you before the next show. Okay. an answer for sure. Um, because in a week, I know we'll be able to get that information if it's not out. Um, because Grin was solid. I oh, mean, he's looked
0: great in preseason. He's definitely played well.
1: I have a feeling if he's gone, he had an opportunity somewhere else. Because to be a, you know, he's played for Rochester. He's done a good job for them. And to be the backup to Gorick, unless Gorick gets hurt, he's not playing. Gorick's oh, definitely doing such not. a good job so far.
0: Funny trivia, he played with Christian Vlesky at Rochester. That's right. Both of the goals that Christian has scored have been against former Rochester teammates, the defenders.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either until the after-game press conference he brought that up.
1: The Eastern Conference confidential guys like to give Doherty trouble because of all the Rochester players that leave Rochester (laughs) after playing their year. There are a ton of (laughs) Rochester players. I feel like every team has a Rochester center back, but... um, Uh, which is, you know, it's a good thing. They're known for their defensemen, so that's a good thing. But, um, okay, well, let's move up a little bit further from the back line and talk about um, Ivan Mirkovic. We talked about how tough he is, but let's talk about how good a job he does and filling his role is a really vital role in this team, in a Preki team. So, you know, what are your thoughts about that?
0: Oh, I think he's played great. Um, Again, we only got to see a short glimpse of him before he got hurt. But whenever he got the ball, he's... Flying with it. He's always looking up. Last year, all of our uh, midfielders used to look back. It was a lot of back passing. Ivan gets the ball and looks up and forward immediately seeing where he can push this ball up to. If he can't, then he'll back pass. I feel like last year it was a lot of just, I got the ball, back pass. I got the ball, back pass. He wants to push that ball forward, yeah. and it's great. Um, I don't think... With his absence, I thought we were going to notice it more. But Dragon Stoikov, his counterpart, has been doing phenomenal taking up the slack. I want to give a shout out to him because he has definitely been playing phenomenal
1: in the absence of Ivan. Yeah, those two together um, in the midfield, I mean, they are the engine of this team, honestly. So everything that's, if they're going to get in on goal, they're going to have to get through those two. Oh, and, and, and that is, it's going to be painful. You don't I mess mean, with a dragon. G- <laughs> those guys get in pushes. They get in little nips and, and tucks and little like, just they're annoying anyone who has to go through them.
0: Ivan's slide tackling abilities oh, are phenomenal. Every time I see him running you can tell that he is like a heat-seeking missile locked onto that ball, and you can just tell that he's about ready to take him out. I'm afraid that that's also going to cause probably two or three just straight reds throughout
1: the year. We're going to see some reds. (laughs) We're going to see some yellow card suspensions for both of them.
0: Oh, but again, that's the style of play they have, yeah, and that's just bound to happen. Kind of like we said, Christian will take bad shots, but in the end, he'll score goals. With them, they'll take some bad slide tackles that they probably shouldn't, but it'll keep us from a goal-scoring opportunity, and that's their job. That's why they get paid the money, so I'm totally okay with that.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's been a joy to watch those guys. They're usually the ones I'm kind of keeping an eye on throughout the game because that's where the action is. That's where, oh, that's where that dirty play comes in a little bit. Um, and those two, I mean, they might as well be twins in the style of their play. I mean, they both do really similar things uh Stoykov is super direct though like if you see him get the ball i would say i've Ivan's looking for the pass you know stoikov takes it a, a touch forward every single oh every time. time if he gets that ball it's it's one touch forward and then he's looking for the next guy so um it's really fun to watch those two play in the midfield but you know ivan has gone and we got to see uh tyler david fill in for him
0: i love tyler david he is one of our carryovers from last year and he's I don't know if I'd call him a fan favorite, but everybody does enjoy him. He's a great to talk to. He's a great uh, friend. And I think that he just kind of personifies what St. Louis soccer is all about. He's hardworking, um, nothing flashy, but he definitely stepped up to the occasion last week.
1: Without a doubt. And, you know, nothing flashy, but he's also the one. He doesn't, he's always got his head on a swivel. I feel like every time he gets the ball, he already knows where it's going at that point. And he can find space when he wants to. Um, I enjoy watching him. I feel like he's a little underrated. Um, but he's also got Stoykov and um, Mirkovic in front of him. and, and they, He has a very different style of play than those two. Oh,
0: and a lot of height difference. Both of Very
1: good point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, he's not, he's not really a yellow card, red card kind of guy and he plays very clean, but still great on defense and, and good on the pass. So, and I think he's quicker than most people take him for. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So. I, he almost reminds me of some of the bigger plotting halfbacks in football, you know, like oh, yeah. when he's running, he looks like he's kind of plotting, but it's a lot faster than you, than you think it is. Um, uh, just cause he's a big guy. Um, in fact, I think he used to play football. So, um, that would kind of make sense. Um, what are we missing here? I think we're down to dalgard
0: dalgard um I haven't heard anything um he came off, and I want to say like the seventy seventh minute uh against New York Red Bulls, which looked like a pulled hamstring. I'm hoping it's not teared um but I mean he didn't lay there and flop around for a while, so I'm hoping that just means that he just pulled it and didn't tear it mm-hmm. so um again, that's what a couple weeks um probably until he can get back and then again. I think he's. I don't think he's shown flashes of brilliance. You're not going to see him in any of the highlight tapes or anything, but I think his hard work has definitely led to a lot of the opportunities that have come, so I think that is going to be a big miss, especially when we played Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday again. Yeah, that's true. I thought that this beginning of the season, um, at the beginning of the season I told a bunch of people, up until Cincinnati's going to be a litmus test to see how this team does. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati happens to be bottom of the league right now and they haven't looked all that great, uh, Yeah, but I still don't want to take them lightly I'm no gonna, I'm gonna try to be at that game um, so hopefully I can give you a little insight on that but it scares me that we have this many players hurt when these are a lot of big games against rivals that we need these three points
1: yeah yeah and so to that to that end and and we actually that's really I forgot you were going to be at that Cincinnati game Um, so that's really 100%, exciting
0: but I'm trying real hard <laughs> hey, it's
1: Easter weekend not a lot of people
0: are going but um, girlfriend's family's in town and I don't know if I'm gonna be crucified if I'm not there on Saturday sure.
1: yeah I think we all kind of teeter on that game with our girlfriends and wives um, so understandable but if you go that'll be really great but even if you don't I am lined up to get um, an interview with the guys for Cincinnati Soccer Talk. It's one of the better podcasts out there uh, for USL-level soccer. And so um, I'm going to get an a interview with them to kind of give us a preview about Cincinnati. Hopefully you'll hear back um thursday or friday on that one um that'd be cool to hear that uh
0: perspective of it
1: yeah without a doubt um
0: if, if you are not going to the game and you hate watching it on youtube because of the feed quality sometimes this will be our first ever televised game on kplr 11 oh, yeah so um definitely tune in i think it's 6 p.m uh central time uh 7 p.m uh eastern time but yeah this will be our first televised game on kplr kplr 11 so definitely tune in for that i'm very excited to see how this all works out i agree it's our first of 10 games that'll be aired on kplr 11 this year
1: thanks for saying that that's really i'm really excited about that and hopefully the rest of st louis will see how great a thing we got going um because i know you know we should be selling that out every week it's just such a good time
0: and i was hoping to when i funny enough before i came over to your house i set my dvr to record it and just flipping through it's big and green if you have uh charter so it's a sport so if you're flipping through and you see usl soccer wait that's cincinnati and st louis what is this hopefully they'll turn it on see how much again this is an away game um, but again they'll see how much fun the cincinnati fans are having hopefully they'll catch a home game and go you know what i should take the kids and go to that so i think that'll mm-hmm. be a great publicity for us to, Um, in the corner um, and in the stadium just showing how much of a good time that is to people that normally wouldn't see that or don't even know we have a professional soccer team
1: Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Um, So a lot of good stuff coming out of that. So we've got that game Saturday Easter weekend. Um, We're all going to be kind of taking it, uh, taking it easy on Saturday, getting ready to eat a large meal on Sunday. And um, I think it's a perfect time to watch some good soccer and then chat about it the next day. Um also tomorrow night we'll be in Pittsburgh playing the Riverhounds. I just got off uh I said almost I just got off the phone. I just got off Skype with the uh, guys from the Mongols podcast podcast. And is I Is that hope, really their name? Mongols. Yeah, Mongols is <laughs> an M-O-N-G-O-A-L-S Mongols, but Mongols, it's, it's I might have to listen to that. Yeah, it's a good name uh good but it's a good name for a podcast, a soccer podcast. But, um, you know, BGN Brethren, um, I think they're the best. And granted, the guy who runs BGN is the host of that show, but uh, they do a really good job. It's entertaining. Listen to their podcast for sure. I'm on there. They give a really good preview of what they're going to be like. They let me ask a few questions. I talk a pretty long time about St. Louis. So if you want to hear a little bit about the Pittsburgh game before you watch it tomorrow night. Uh, tune into that. It'll be up by uh, first thing in the morning there. So um, definitely check out their podcast. And I think that's it. That's about all I got. What do you think?
0: That's pretty much it. Again, I think we'll have a lot to talk about next week after these two games. And we see how all these uh, people fill in with all these injuries. Yeah. Um, again, we did sign those four Academy kids, Mateo kid, um, Aiden, Aiden Stanley, Stanley. How what's How's first name? how not
1: Ryan how sorry you're thinking of Nietzsche ne- I forgot his last so I'm name. hoping those guys can step
0: up in the absence of all these injuries and, and Marr
1: Jack Marr that's right is a center back so that could even come in handy um if this if things keep looking bad in the center back region there um so I'm excited to check in next week and
0: Hopefully, he will have me back on, and we can talk about how great our academy kids stepped up for us in the
1: that'd be nice. need, you know, Mateo was on the bench for Louisville, so we're going to use him. It looks how like. started for Louisville
0: in it. He got burned a few times, so I
1: think he got burned once, bad. <laughs> maybe it was a couple times, but but I think maybe he was responsible, partially responsible for one of the goals this. New York Red Bulls goal, too. So I think
0: he's got a lot of growing up to do and a lot of growth and potential. Yeah. So hopefully, like I said, these guys can step up and we can. Again, I don't want to be super optimistic and say we need six points out of this road trip. Nope. But I would gladly be happy they come back with four.
1: Yeah. Well, I even said the guys gave me trouble in Pittsburgh. Um, they, you know, they did the uh, everyone guess what the scores are going to be. And I really do think if, if Pittsburgh, I said it this way, and then they I stopped there and they gave me trouble because I was being too nice to them. I think I was pandering. but I, I said if, if Pittsburgh comes out as good as they looked in the first game and and they did well against New York Rebels, I said I thought if they do that and they don't shy away from attacking that they they could come out ahead like three to two. I think it'd be a high scoring game. Because they look good on F- offense when they really go for it, but they do leave themselves open in the back. So I, I think it'd be a, a high-scoring game if they do that. And so I think we have a chance to come out with a loss. It's our first game away since Louisville. And so if we still have some of those away game jitters, you know, haunting us from Louisville, I I, I think we could come out with a loss on that one.
0: I think fully healthy versus them fully healthy. I think we it's another 3-2 win on our favor. but With point. all the injuries... Um, one of the first times being away I hate to say it but I could see a 2-2 draw or a 3-2 loss yeah um, Cincinnati like I said I'm hoping for a win like I said if we can come back with 3 or 4 points out of this road trip I think I'd consider it as a win mm-hmm um,
1: well, and just like we played New York at the right time, you know, on their third game in a week, it, we're also playing Cincy at a good time because Cincinnati has millions of energ- uh, injuries. And they also brought in some late high dollar signings that I'm really interested to talk to Cincinnati about. And I'm sure you'll hear about it uh, on Thursday or Friday uh, because those guys, um, the high dollar signings don't always pay off. And then... You also got to incorporate them in, into your team a little better. So, I'm interested to see what they say about that. Oh, definitely. So, it's a good time to play Cincinnati. We might be able to leave there with a draw or a win. So, that's all I got. That's all I got. Thanks again for coming, Spencer. Um, I guess, I guess, tune in after the Pittsburgh show. I'll be talking. I don't know if you'll be able to come, Spencer, but if you can, uh, we'll do it again Thursday or Friday and we'll talk about Pittsburgh and we'll preview a little Cincinnati. Thanks Sounds for like listening. a plan. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, bgn.fm, and stlsoccerreport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to
2: stlsoccerreport at gmail.com. Thank you for geeking with me.